Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. President Rodrigo Duterte's latest approval rating remains high despite all the flack his administration has been getting for the Philippines' COVID-19 response. Mr. Duterte received a 91% approval rating in Pulse Asia's latest survey. Senate President Tito Soto received an 84% rating. House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano got 70%, while Vice President Lenny Robredo scored just 57%. Pulse Asia says the ratings are essentially unchanged from the December 2019 survey. The most recent survey involving 1,200 adult respondents was conducted from September 14th to the 20th via face-to-face -face interviews. The margin of error is plus or minus 2.8%. Philippine Vice President Lenny Robredo urging government to conduct more COVID-19 tests. On her radio show, Robredo said the country needs more tests to achieve a low COVID-19 positivity rate. That's the percentage of individuals who test positive for the disease. She notes the current virus positivity rate ranges between 8 and 9. Maganda na ito pero malayo pa din sa target. Dapat ka yung i-target natin, huwag tayong lalampas sa 5. So kahit i-target sana natin na 4, parang ang statement ng DOH, totoong nasa top 20 tayo, pero tingnan naman yung active cases. Pero ka Ellie, nakita ko, active cases, pang 16 nga tayo. Mm -hmm. Hindi tama yung claim. Sana yung mga datos na to tinitingnan para yung nakakagawa tayo ng maayos na targets. Many Filipinos are experiencing a so-called pandemic fatigue seven months into the coronavirus health crisis with no near end in sight. Health experts say people experience pandemic fatigue because they are unable to break out from routines inside their homes, which in turn leads to burnout. Former Health Secretary Paulino Bial says simply reading a book or meditating can go a long way. She also appeals to the public not to let their guard down. One thing we have to watch out for, the, the pandemic fatigue, and we have to really uh, pound on our people that the virus is still here. So it's not going away, not for a long time. So we have to keep our guards up. Just remember in a pandemic to think of yourself as the only negative and all the other persons around you are positive. So you have to always wear your mask, always wear your face shield, keep your distance, and also hand hygiene. The Transportation Department may consider looking for a new service provider for the stored value cards used by commuters of the EDSA busway. That's according to Transportation Secretary Arthur Togade, who insists the beep cards must be given for free to provide relief for commuters. Government has suspended the mandatory use of beep cards for buses along EDSA after commuters complained of the 80 peso cost of the card. Transport authorities have blamed AF Payments, the provider of the automatic fare collection system, for refusing to give the cards for free. Sabi ho nila, uh, wala nang kikitain. Hindi lang po yung kikitain ng mga service providers ang issue. Ang importante ho, bigyan natin konsiderasyon yung sakit sa bulsa ng mga mananakay. Hindi ho namang gastusin outright siya. Pwede ho namang gamitin ng service provider na ito yung ambag nila sa tinatawag nating corporate social responsibility. 
The Transport Department also says it wants multiple card providers as it plans to launch interoperable cashless fare systems by the end of 2020. What is the system all about? Mm -mm. You use one card, it can be interoperable with the other modes of transport. That's why as much as possible, I like to open it up. Mm. Welcome multiple players, have a clearing house. Para nang ganon, walang kontrolado. The Philippine Central Bank will start acting on complaints against banks that are frequently offline. BSB Governor Ben Diokno says they've started to receive complaints as more consumers opt to do their transactions online during the pandemic. There are, there are some rules that we mm -hmm. set all this uh, reputational risk on their part. If mm -hmm. they, uh, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe there are some complaints with us right now and uh, the, this, the monetary board will act on this But the central bank says it can't compel private banks to waive their interbank fees for the rest of the year. This is around 31 banks have already agreed to waive their fees to help ease the financial burden of their customers. On the part of the consumer, they should, they should view this as like a convenience fee. Because would you rather go to the bank, uh, use your car, mm -hmm. and spend some time, or would you just like to bank from, from your mm -hmm. phone? So, so we, uh, on our part, what we do is we put the, uh, the, the charts or the fees in the website so that people can, can, can choose the banks they want to bank with. Meanwhile, the Monetary Authority expects bank lending and savings to normalize this quarter as the economy recovers. The Philippine Education Department confident more learners could go back to school as the economy reopens. Education Secretary Leonor Briones says enrollment figures will continue to go up as seen by the number of late enrollees every day. She adds the department will continue to accept late enrollment up to November. Public schools open their new school year this Monday with classes held via virtual classrooms. We're very optimistic Patuloy ang pag-recover ng ating economy, patuloy din ang pagbalik ng mga learners natin sa private sector schools at saka sa alternative learning systems. U.S. President Donald Trump still at the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center after he tested positive for COVID-19 last week. He surprised his supporters outside the hospital by driving in by a motorcade. Trump wore a mask as he waved from the back seat of his vehicle. Before the motorcade, though, Trump thanked his supporters and hospital staff in a four-minute video posted on Twitter. We're getting great reports from the doctors. This is an incredible hospital, Walter Reed. The work they do is just absolutely amazing, and I want to thank them all, the nurses, the doctors, everybody here. I've also gotten to meet some of the soldiers and the first responders, and what a group. So uh, it's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it, and I understand it, and it's a very interesting thing. 
Doctors are monitoring the condition of Trump's lungs after he received supplemental oxygen. White House doctor Sean Conley said Trump's blood oxygen levels earlier dropped and that he had a high fever Friday morning. Conley admitted the president's condition had been worse than previously disclosed. Trump has also taken two doses of the antiviral drug Remdesivir. There's been growing confusion as the medical team in the White House sent mixed signals about Trump's condition. I was trying to reflect the, the, uh, the upbeat attitude that the team, the president, that his course of illness has had. Um, I didn't want to give uh, any, uh, any information that might uh, steer the, uh, the course of illness in another direction. Um, and in doing so, uh, you know, it came off uh, that we were trying to hide something, which wasn't necessarily true. Um, and uh, so have, here I have it. He's, he is, the, the fact of the matter is, is that he's doing really well. That he is, he is uh, responding, and as the team said, uh, if everything continues to go well, we're going to start uh, discharge planning back to the White House. Trump spent much of the year downplaying the risks of the pandemic, which has infected 17.4 million Americans and killed more than 209,000. Several American states are seeing record spikes in their number of coronavirus infections. Many of these states are in the upper Midwest, where colder weather is setting in. Take a look. Nine U.S. states have reported record increases in COVID-19 cases over the last week, mostly in the upper Midwest, where chilly weather is forcing more activities indoors. On Saturday alone, four states, Kentucky, Minnesota, Montana, and Wisconsin saw record increases in new cases, and nationally nearly 49,000 new infections were reported, the highest for a Saturday in seven weeks, according to a Reuters analysis. Kansas, Nebraska, New Hampshire, South Dakota, and Wyoming also set new records for cases in the last week. Health experts have long warned that colder temperatures driving people inside could fuel the spread of the virus. Montana has reported record numbers of new cases for three out of the last four days and also has a record number of COVID-19 patients in its hospitals. Wisconsin has also set records for new cases for two out of the last three days and also reported record hospitalizations on Saturday. On average, 22 percent of tests are coming back positive in the state, one of the highest rates in the country. Wisconsin's Democratic governor mandated masks on August 1st, but Republican lawmakers are backing a lawsuit challenging the requirement. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson is one of several prominent Republicans who have tested positive for the coronavirus since President Donald Trump announced he had fallen ill with the disease. The U.S. is reporting more than 42,000 new cases and 700 deaths on average each day, compared with 35,000 cases and 800 deaths in mid-September. Deaths are a lagging indicator and tend to rise several weeks after cases increase. The mayor of New York City wants, a, or wants to close down areas where increasing numbers of people are testing positive for COVID-19. And as this report tells us, if his proposal is approved, the lockdown will affect hundreds of public and private schools. Today, unfortunately, is not a day for celebration. Today is a more difficult day. Amid growing clusters of coronavirus cases in several New York City neighborhoods, Mayor Bill de Blasio said on Sunday he plans to shut non-essential businesses as well as schools in some of those hard-hit areas starting Wednesday. 
It pains me to be putting forward this approach that we'll need, but in some parts of our city, in Brooklyn and Queens, we're having an extraordinary problem, something we haven't seen uh, since the spring. And we have to address this issue forthrightly. That's why we're here. De Blasio said the shutdown would affect nine zip codes where coronavirus positivity rates have recently spiked. So the plan is to rewind in these nine zip codes, to rewind, to go back, to address the problem by using the tools that we know work, which is to uh, ensure that non-essential businesses are not open and a variety of activities are not happening. If the shutdown is approved by Governor Andrew Cuomo, about 200 private schools and 100 public schools would close. The restrictions come just three days after New York City's school system fully reopened, with hundreds of thousands of students returning to classrooms for in-person learning. Many of the city's hotspots include Orthodox Jewish communities. Another 11 zip codes seeing rising positivity rates are also under close watch. On to some sports action now. The Miami Heat aren't done yet. Jimmy Butler had the game of his life leading the banged-up Heat to a 115-104 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Butler was dominant, completing a 40-point triple-double. After the Lakers briefly took the lead at the nine-minute mark of the fourth quarter, the Heat outscored them 26-15 to the rest of the way. Miami was again without two of its key players, Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic, who are still nursing injuries. The Lakers still lead the best of seven series 2-1, to with Game 4 set on Tuesday. That's Wednesday morning here in Manila. In tennis, Filipino tennis sensation Alex Ayala recovered from a slow start to win her opening round match at the French Open Girls Championship. Ayala defeated Natalia Zabanin 6-4, 6-1. Ayala was down four games to one in the first set, but she was able to regain her composure to wrap up the match in 70 minutes. Congratulations. And that'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Play back the interviews too on ANC's YouTube channel. Keep safe, everyone, as you keep it here on the news channel.